Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. All things Chicago football and more. Hello, welcome back to Sticky Fingers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Cody, and sitting beside me, Kevin Davis. Here I am. Well, football is here. College football had the kickoff weekend uh, two weeks ago, so we're in week two for college football, week one for NFL, and week two for high school. Anything stuck out to you, um, starting with high school, about high school football so far in the first two weeks? Um, it's been pretty typical. The teams that are we expected to do well are doing well. Nazareth is 1-1. One one. Uh, they lost to Cardinal Ritter in the first week. But the big boys fill up, and the other guys are uh, pretty solid, pretty stout. So I guess that means Missouri football is better than Chicago. That does not mean that. I think uh, Nas had a bad game, but I think they're going to rebound, and there'll be something special. Do you think that number one ranking got in their head? It could have put a little bit of pressure on them. I think any time you say someone is the best or they're number one, it caused them to go think about that and want to go out to perform. Maybe that was in their head, and they went to Missouri, and they just wasn't thinking about what they had in front of them. Teams do that all the time, and maybe they'll, they'll rebound. I know we already know that they're a great team, and they're going to be a force here in Illinois. And Phillips has started out the year 2-0. and They beat Kaz Tech in game one. That was also our uh, one of our games to watch. And our other game to watch for week one was Orr versus Westinghouse. Westinghouse came out with the W there. But we have a game three, uh, or week three, excuse me, uh, Chicago game to watch this week that I'm really excited about. It's going to be Montini versus Mount Carmel. And I wish I could go and watch this game because I think it's going to be phenomenal. Two great coaching staffs, two great teams of known in the state of Illinois for being great winning championships and being a very stout programs. This class is going to be something special. It's going to be a, a tell of two offenses really coming and trying to uh, outperform each team's defense. But I think the offenses are going to be the star power of, of, of everything. Low scoring or high scoring game? Very high scoring. I want to say is, if I get my predictions, I'm going 35 Forty-two. Wow. We want a pretty high-scoring uh, game. All right. Well, you heard it here first. So one of the things that one of the new rule changes in high school has been you can face guard now, and it's no longer a penalty. What do you think of this change? I think it's horrible. I think face guarding is, is interference. It as te- a defensive coach. As a defensive coach. Uh, I feel like we're teaching our kids it's okay to get beat, right? our corners and our safeties and our DBs, like you can just catch up to them and put your hands up and get in front of them and block their view and you did your job. Technically, you were smoked right off the ball. So we're not teaching the correct technique, If I, in my opinion. The correct technique is not to get beat. The The correct technique is to be in a position to where you can turn and face the ball and, ball and, place, and play the ball. Face guarding, you can't play the ball. You're not playing the ball. So your back is turned and you're, you can't see where the ball's even going, right? So I, I think 
face guarding is a bad rule. And, and like you said, I'm a defensive coach, and it's just my, my spiel. As a defensive backs coach, I love this rule change. <laughs> it makes me look good. Um, it's also a lot easier to teach, too, because um, you can just let the get kids go out and play. But I, I see your point. I kind of, uh, hearing your point, I kind of agree with that, that, you know, you can get away with getting burned. I also think being a defensive back is one of the hardest things to do, so I I don't have a problem with it. But it is interesting to note that Illinois is one of the only states to actually have this rule in place. And I think a lot of states and a lot of schools are going to uh, move towards mirroring college and NFL rules just for safety reasons and things like that. But this has nothing to do with safety. This is <laughs> just... So I'm going to say something possibly controversial. Okay. Do you think that this rule is put in place so that some of the downstate teams that are wing tee and are going to get burned on the edges have a chance? kind of plays uh, into their favor. That's a good one. It's hard to say. Uh, if, they, if, if that is the reason, and of course nobody's going to come out and say that's why. But if that's why, that's bad. Downstate down teams are the smaller teams, and those teams that run those fronts, they're pretty solid on the run game, but it also caused them to stay in the past. The game is evolving, and instead yeah. of those teams evolving, they stay running those same sets. Why should they benefit off a rule? It's not It's not fair. Right. I think th- I think they do benefit though. That's what I'm saying. Also, Why should they? Who is making these decisions on rule changes? It's all downstate, and that's another issue with IHSA and, and and Illinois football is that the lack of representation from upstate schools. Yeah, we have to get down there and really um, have our footprint in that. But it's hard to do that when you don't win. So, for instance, Chicago football. It's hard for a Chicago football team to go downstate and try to help implement rules without having success yeah it's tough right so but should you only have a voice if you're successful no you shouldn't but that's how it is in the state of illinois so it should be equal representation regardless with chicago being the largest city in the the state you think you would think there will be a larger press i actually think the ihsa should be headquartered in chicago I agree. I don't think it should be in, in, in Springfield. I think it should be up in Chicago where you have more input. And, of course, the teams down state and the smarter schools are going to fight against that. But I think we have to evolve with the game. The game's evolving. Yeah. Our state has to evolve. And teams in the state have to evolve. So, Do you think it has anything to do with the state of Illinois And the way football is going in the state of Illinois, it's kind of on a downward trend. Do you think that has anything to do with the IHSA trying to go back in time with some of these rules? I don't know, but if that's the case, it sucks because that's defeating the purpose. We're going backwards instead of forward. Yeah. So if that's the reason, it's, it's a very terrible reason. States that are dominant, California, Texas, Florida. Now, these states are... Maybe Ohio. Ohio. Excluding Ohio, those are warm weather states, so they can practice year-round. But let's just say... Let's say... And they have games year-round, like spring season. So, let's not include them. Let's include Ohio, Indiana, 
Missouri, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, these states that surround Illinois yeah. that are actually stout in football. Yeah. Why are we so different from them? It's because we're living in the past. Those states are trying to evolve and do things the way other states is doing. Now we can't go outside and practice because of, in the winter because it's like negative degrees. But <laughs> I think a lot of these states are trying to conform some way to where it allows our teams to do spring ball. It allows our teams to do certain things to stay ahead of the curve. We can't even do spring ball in Illinois. Like when, when are when is Illinois gonna get to a point where we can do spring ball? We're only allowed twenty five days of practice. Before the season starts. And that's crazy to me. Like, I'm talking about actual spring ball. These Texas, they, they have actual <laughs> spring ball. Yeah. We need to evolve to that. Like, in, in order for... But it uh, also keeps kids involved. That too. That too. And if you're talking about Chicago, everyone w- wants to talk about how do we keep kids off the streets. Why? It's... All these decisions are being made downstate, and so they make sense downstate, but they don't make sense at all when you start coming upstate towards Chicago. Yeah. I think I'm going to push for spring ball in Illinois. I think I'm going to start a petition that you can actually do. We're going to start it right here. Yeah, Sticky we're going to start a petition. We want spring ball in Illinois, and we want to compete with these other states and the other school of being a great football state. We have to start trending to what they're doing. We can't do everything, but there are some things that we can absolutely do. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. Um, and even from my personal experience, actually, we were coaching together at the time. But when we get in the state playoffs, um, as a city school, my experience has been we run in a lot of um, plays where the wide receivers have to block a lot and open field blocks. And I remember a playoff game specifically where the referee crew told me after the game, yeah, we've never seen a offense uh, play the way you guys played or block the way you guys blocked. So it was kind of shocking and surprising for us. Well, they also threw like 15 flags for holding <laughs> on our wide receivers. And as a wide receivers coach, I was, for sure half of them I thought were phenomenal blocks where our receivers were just manhandling the DBs and driving them. But they saw it as the DBs were obviously being held. When inside the box, every single play, when they lined up double tight wing, their tight ends and their tackles were holding on every single play, and that was no flags were ever thrown. Because it's inside the box, it's harder to see. But that goes with also with the eye to say training should be done for the uh, referees where they have to train both upstate and downstate. I agree. Like somehow, I don't know how, and I don't know if it's even possible, but they should be forced to have at least one game or some type of scrimmage where they're upstate coaching a spread team, a something like that. But normal season, that'd be downstate with a wing T squad or something like that. But they should have to recognize what's going on in other places. Coach, do you remember this game? Absolutely. We had, we had like four or five touchdowns called back on bubble screens where I thought it was fine. Yep. Every other game during the year, there would have been no call, but all of a sudden, the state playoff game down in southern Illinois, there was a call every single time. Yeah, we smaller schools upstate need to no longer be silent about it. 
We need to speak up saying this isn't fair. We run something different. They run something different. But you have to recognize the rules for both. Like you have to call it fair and straight down the line. And that's, that's how it works. And there needs to be a way for smaller teams with more speed to be able to compete. And when you throw flags like that, it doesn't allow that style of football to even be able to compete. Yep. Anyway, moving on, talk about college football because this has been an exciting uh, couple weeks of college football. I'm super excited it's back. I'm like, NFL can wait or not happen because college football Man. is so exciting. So exciting. Um, so let's start out. Just your kind of take coach of the last two weeks and maybe who surprised you and who hasn't. What I learned the last two weeks is that college football and the playoff system and how they're going to do it, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Even watching Texas LSU play last night, they were talking about LSU being the number one team in the nation after that game. Yeah. I don't know how you put them at number one with Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma, Georgia at the top. It's hard to bump them above those, but there's a team, even Texas, even though they lost, it's still a formidable foe to a lot of teams. How do you, how is this going to work? But it's been very exciting. Um, my biggest excitement, and it's not for the reason people might think it's for when it comes to me, but the biggest excitement was for me was the Black Knights Army. Army against Michigan. Yeah. For years, I haven't watched this team. I'm like, this Army team is good. People are underestimating this Army team. They went out yesterday running this offense that everybody hates and took Michigan, number seven team in the nation, to overtime. In the big house. In the big house. This Army team is good. They -hmm. should not be underestimated at all. I don't know if they were ranked, but they should be ranked. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're a rankable team as far as everything goes, and I don't know if we're gonna get to this, but I can talk about my Irish real quick against Louisville. Yeah, go ahead. Do you guys have a quarterback or? Ian Book didn't play great. <laughs> he didn't play. He didn't play horrible, but didn't play great. My issue is two things. One, the first one's not an issue. The first thing is Louisville is better than everyone think they are. They were bad hmm. last year. I think they played a lot better. This last game than they played last year. I think they're a yeah. better team. I think the quarterback who was fresh last year, I think he's... Well, they had a coaching change. Yeah, the coaching change. So, he's real focused. The Appalachian yep. State... The, the style of offense works for staff. him. Yeah. It, it works for him, and they play really well. Um, but also, Notre Dame defense is horrendous. Yeah. It is... They ran the ball so well, surprisingly well, against Notre Dame. They are... Notre Dame is better off right now, and I might be wrong for saying this, but they're better off putting, having, if they run a 4-2-5, having a 4-7, right? Not having any linebackers on the field because they didn't. They were getting, our linebackers are nowhere to be found. It was bad. It was, that was the staple of your defense last year. Yeah, and we lost both, right? Mm-hmm. So we lost both to the NFL. But to not be prepared and to play as bad as they did, I was just, it just threw me for one. I just didn't get it. It was, uh. <laughs> I feel like Irish nation collectively side with you after that game. Just, uh. but I'm glad there's a, they got to buy afterwards. Cause now it's, how can we fix that? Now they got time to say, yeah. before we go into the rest of our games, how, cause we have not too long from now, we have Georgia, we have Michigan. How do we fix that before we go play these yeah. teams that are ranked? Yeah. Like we have gotta, to fix these things. 
You got to buy, so that's lucky. Yeah, so, yeah, college football is awesome, man. So another couple teams that, in my mind, their fan base is kind of breathing a collective sigh of just kind of frustration would be Tennessee. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. Um, they just... They just look so bad in the first two weeks. Better this week, but to lose two games like that at home to open your season is not how you thought the season was going to start. Nope. Michigan, after what Army did to them, I mean, either Army's got to be ranked or your Michigan fans better be scared. Michigan dropped to 10 on the AP poll from 7 and I've heard people say that if Michigan doesn't beat Ohio State this year, there's going to be a coaching change. Should have been a coaching change two years ago. Well, it doesn't look like they're going to beat Ohio State this year. So Justin Fields looks phenomenal again. Um, I think he enters the conversation with Jalen Hurts and Tua and Trevor and um, of the Heisman race, the way he's been performing. So Yeah, I think the Heisman race is going to be decided – when teams get into conference play. Yeah. I think that's where it would be decided. Do you think Clemson has the advantage because their conference play, Clemson and Alabama's conference play, seems on paper looks easier than Ohio State. Yeah, well, Clemson by far has the easiest conference schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Trevor has a little bit of advantage because I don't think they're losing the conference. Alabama has a possibility to lose. Oklahoma has a possibility to lose. If those quarterbacks lose in their conference, I think it would hurt them. But Ohio State has – I mean, Wisconsin looks good. Yeah, they have a possibility, but more than likely Ohio's not going to lose to their conference. Michigan, Who do you think of the all those Heisman guys has the toughest road? So I'm going to say Jalen. I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma has a tougher uh, schedule. I think they have Even though the to, past two Heisman have come from Oklahoma? Yeah. Um, they got to go to Texas. Or they come to Texas to home. So th- I think that conference – I think – Alabama's on the the not too tough of the side of of their conference. Yeah. ACC is 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 you know it is what it is. I saw this stat the other day. Clemson doesn't have a single game scheduled this year where they're not favored by more than two touchdowns. But should that hurt Trevor though? The conference play should. I think it will. Yeah. Should, I I don't know yeah. if it should or shouldn't, but I think it definitely will. I mean, because other quarterbacks are playing tougher competition, you would think they would have an up because of that. When does the Heisman voting finish? I don't know. Because if it's before the playoffs, I think Trevor doesn't have a shot. If if it's after the playoffs, I think he's got a shot. No, I definitely think it's before. I think you it's think before it the playoffs. I think he's so hyped, though. I think his name is so out there that he'll win it. If they go, if they go undefeated, he'll win it. Really? Yeah, I think he'll win it regardless. I think he's got to have the best numbers. Otherwise, he won't. I don't know. They're already talking about he could be the greatest quarterback of all time in college. So Could be. The talk is out there. He has a hype behind him. Sometimes the hype matters to these people out here that's voting. We'll see. I think I think he should. Now, if Jalen or Tua go undefeated in the season, I think they definitely should win it because they're, they're playing tougher talent. Yeah. Speaking of um, the best quarterback in college football, um, there was a – Sports Center article um, voting that came out, and the four quarterbacks that made it into the top four voting uh, for best college football quarterback of all time. 
surprising to me, and I've looked at a couple of other lists. All these, all these four guys are on those other lists, but I thought a lot of people, uh, a lot of quarterbacks got left out that I was just kind of surprised that the fans voted for these four. Um, Matt Leinard, Steve McNair, Tim Tebow, and Danny Warfell. Were you surprised that these four were picked? And if so, who is the one guy that you would put in if you could? Absolutely, I'm surprised. I mean, I want to question who voted, right? If Whoever's we're, if we're talking on, about on the, ESPN or sorry, Sports Center. If we're talking about the past 15 years, maybe. But if we're talking about of all time, I mean, you're leaving a lot of quarterbacks off this list. Even Joe Montana in college. Not like why is he not on his list? You can name another older he, quarterback. I didn't see his name on any list, which is crazy. At. You can name a lot of quarterbacks that played late, uh, early nineties, eighties. You know who else I didn't see on any list? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was phenomenal in college. Like now, Tom Brady sucked in college, so I'm glad he not. <laughs> he he was not good in college, but he's a a beast now. But well, is he that good, or is the system? That's another another discussion. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. Understand. I just don't know who. It seemed like the voting was based off younger age people. Yeah, that's what it just seems like. Just by the list, McNair's on there, but McNair's not like super old. So right? you don't want you want to know who got the top, the highest uh, top two. Yeah, votings. So Tim Tebow came in at at the top with fifty three percent of the votes. Steve McNair came in at. 39%. And then after that, it dropped. Matt Leinard had six. Danny had two. Now, I love Tim Tebow. I think out of those four, I was debating this earlier with Sam. Um, and I was leaning more towards Matt. But I think I, I think I will go with Tim. I think Tim was the best out of the four in college. So after you college. saw the percentages? No, you're... not the percentages. <laughs> you like, changed your mind. I, I was way in the two, right? I was way in the two. But... It's, it's a lot of aspects of being a quarterback that I think makes Tim Tebow better. Just the way he leads his team and galvanizes the troops matters. I mean, his percentages matter. Things like that matter. The uh, fact that he played in the SEC. As, correct. Like, the, like it puts him a little above some of these guys, but the list is kind of crazy to me. It's a little off. So who's the one guy that you would put in this list if you could? I'm glad you said it. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even think about Peyton Manning, but then when you go back and think about Peyton Manning in college, it's like, how could you not? He was not in the top 25. That is of crazy. any of the lists I that looked is at. That is crazy. Bleacher Report, ESPN, SportsCenter. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong list. I don't know. but That is crazy. Yeah. Peyton Manning was serious in college. I, I, I agree. I mean, um, my guy, I would... If I had to pick one of these guys, I would pick Steve McNair. I think you put that guy in the SEC, he he lights it up just like he did at Alcorn State. I think I think he's just way too talented. I think he was the if, if I had to go, Steve McNair has my vote for the best college football quarterback of all time. And not just because he proved later that he could play at a high level in the NFL. Yeah. Another person that's not on that I hear about is Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a star <laughs> in college. Like I didn't see his name either. Like Michael, we're not just talking about the NFL. We're talking about in college. VTech. This kid 
was something special. And he's not on his list. Come on, people. Come you want to you want to hear the the li- this is going to make you mad, but do you want to hear Bleacher Report's list? Yeah. So, to be fair, they fo- they focused on the following statistics to come up with this list. Team winning percentage, career passer rating, touchdown generated per season, all TDs that they ran for, threw or caught, total offense per game, career interception percentage. So they took that all that into account. And let's see here. Starting from number twenty five on the lens on the list, you got Vince Young, then you got Landry Jones, Charlie Ward, Gino Toretta. Can we Chris, pause real quick? Yeah. You got Vince Young and don't have Michael Vick. Yeah, I don't see him. Okay. You can continue. <laughs> Please continue. Chris Winkie, Colt McCoy, Andrew Luck at uh, 19, Troy Smith, Ty Detmer, Danny Warfel at 16, Jason White, Andre Ware, Robert Griffin III, Case Keenum, and Jameis Winston at 11. Here's your top 10. Colt Brennan, Hawaii. <laughs> Apparently, he led Hawaii to find to find salvation and redemption. (laughs) That's what it says here. Wow. Matt Liner, USC, number nine. Graham Harrell, Texas Tech, number eight. Kellen Moore, Boise State. Kellen was good. Johnny Menzel, Texas A&M. Overrated. Bryce Petty, Baylor, number five on this list. Best quarterback all time. Where Where's Bryce Petty now? Number four, Sam Bradford, Oklahoma. Number three, Tim Tebow, Florida. Number three. Number two, Cam Newton, Auburn. Uh, I don't know about two. Number one, Marcus Mariota, Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) he's, He's playing pretty well right now. Uh, in the opening game of Tennessee against uh, Cleveland Browns, but Bryce Petty plays for the New York Jets. The New York Football Jets. Yes. Well, obviously he doesn't play. <laughs> you know what I mean, obviously he's not playing. Because there's a guy that he got beat out by, who's not on this list, and who is phenomenal, phenomenal. Was phenomenal in college. Was he that good in college? He was. Sam, he was, Sam Darnold. He, I can put him over some of the people on this list. Like, well, that's I no argument there. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> I put Brady Quinn on this list over some of these. Oh guys. my! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Freddie Brady. wasn't the best, but I liked Brady. I, I have no problem with Cam Newton being in the top ten. Number two. Yeah, no problem at all. Going back to college football. Um, we have a hot topic issue. You ready for it, Coach? Yep. College football playoffs. The way they designed it. Did they get it right? We talked about design, format. Um, I would say not completely. The concept itself is good, but the rating and the the number of people in the playoff, I don't agree with. The, their system of how they pick who's in the playoff I think it's screwed up, especially for teams that aren't a, that don't have conference play. They they don't really have a chance. AKA the Irish. Well, we made it last year with our conference play, but it still isn't fair for that. So the, those people that are in the conference get an extra game of play, right? Yeah. So they get an extra look. They get 
all everything different. So it's like forcing people. Also, to... an extra opportunity to get injured. Yeah, but it's here. That's the wear and the tear. Yeah, and... but like I, I mean, the Irish are fresh. So it's like Ohio State. If they if they go whatever and one, okay, then they they make conference play and they're on a bubble just by winning conference, they make it. Yeah, I don't know if that's fair. If you got, let's say you got an undefeated team, is life fair? No, but let's say you got an undefeated <laughs> uh, 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 undefeated team, and and Ohio State, they're undefeated. They're they're number four, and just because Ohio State is whatever one that they bumped them out of the top because they beat, let's say, Michigan was three. Michigan was three. Ohio State beat them in the conference championship, so that bumped Ohio State into the conference and bumped this undefeated team out. Yeah. That, that's not fair. I think they should go to an eight-team playoff. But, but then how many games does that mean these kids are playing, these kids who are not getting paid? It will still be with, – with eight games, would it be three games max? Two yeah. regular games and then in the championship. Yeah, I don't think that's that bad. They're already playing two in the playoffs. They're playing each other and then they're playing championship. Add one more game. What's one more game? And it could be like the bowl. So each each game could be a bowl game, but that leads to a championship game, right? So they can rotate whichever. Cha- so they do that now. Rotate which bowl has a championship game. They can do the same thing with the major bowls. Each con- each playoff game is at the at each bowl, and then they can just. Rotate them. I just think it should be bigger. I think just having the four, it's unfair. So that would mean, if correct me if my math is wrong here. Um, so that would mean that you're looking at, you got four games going on, right? And then you come back and you've got another two games and then you got the final game. So that means you're playing, that means you got, you know, seven bowl games that are just the same teams is is that better for college football i know college football loves to have a gazillion bowl games and have bowl game season bowl game mania have all these random places with the bowl games that like everyone has to watch because they really want to watch these other games but they're watching you know just whatever football's on um now you take all the big bowl games and you got the same teams playing in them I mean, that's, that happens anyway, right? I mean, that's how it works anyway. Uh, that those same major teams at the top are still playing. So yeah, it, I, I like your idea. Yeah, it, it, it won't change anything. It's just it's an extra game. I think it'll make college football more money, which that, to me that's true. <laughs> is the only thing that speaks to them. So the college football playoff was designed so that college football would make more money. And I think it's accomplished that. But... Yeah. Do you think that the difference between the top four teams and the top eight teams is is that big of a difference to make it, or is not that wide of a gap that we would have really good games for those bowl games? Of course, it depends every year, but yeah. Do you think a top eight team could go play Alabama and Clemson and make a game of it, or are we gonna sit here and be like? We gotta watch Clemson and Alabama beat up on some trash team. So let, let, I think so because like right now Michigan is ten. Let's put Michigan for instance. Or who's at eight right now? Notre Dame seven. I don't know who's at eight. I think those teams can go and compete against those top teams. I I don't. They might get stumped on, but sometimes we're like 
Georgia because they lost a, a team in the SEC. They dropped to eight or nine or something like that. But but they can compete with the Clemson. They can compete with Alabama. Oh yeah. So it's like or Ohio State where they was down low. They can compete with those teams. But so I think it's still going to be competitive. I think it's still the comp- the competitiveness is still there. It's just they have to be willing to want to to do that extra game. It's all about that that one extra game. I think that's what's holding them back from uh, doing the eighteen playoff. Um, I'm on board for an eighteen playoff, one hundred percent. All right, so now let's hop into the NFL. Um, bunch of bunch of topics to talk about. Um, do you want to talk about Antonio Brown first, or Jay Z, or you pick? Let's start with what's fresh. Start with AB. All right. What did you think of how AB handled the whole Raiders situation? Who's at fault? Is it the owner? Is it Gruden? Did he allow AB to act like this? Did he encourage it? Like, where do you draw this? So, I put all... There's equal blame. I think AB is a, a selfish athlete. I think he's very selfish. There's a number of selfish athletes right now in the NFL. I think he was being selfish on this one. First, he started complaining about his helmet. Rules are rules. A lot of these rules are for your safety, and you're mad because you can't wear your helmet. Selfishness. And then from what I hear and what the news say. Well, some of these rules are in place because Rydell owns the right to the NFL. Yep, he's not the only one. And Rydell doesn't have the best helmet right now. He doesn't. He's not the only one that doesn't like this helmet. But rules are rules. And this for your safety. You can choose not to play. He could have chose not to play. Um, But to to make it an issue, as long as it was, I think it took away from the team and it frustrated the team. So now the general manager has to get involved. And then from what I hear about the discussion, you have the general manager, he calling them, Names you shouldn't call them. We talking about the person who signed your check. You you're calling them names you shouldn't call them, and being irate and and being you're being that an issue to the team. So I don't know if the Raiders were in the wrong for doing what they doing by suspending them, but it's kind of funny also that you suspend them right now, knowing that he would lose guaranteed money. That is kind of. Weird to me, not weird, but like it's kind of funny to me that you guys did it that way. Um, but I do think he was a can he was gonna be a cancer to the team. I think going to the Patriots is a positive for who for the Raiders, for AB, for the Patriots, for 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 all. And this is why Belichick is known to change people around. He like people force people to buy into the system because Belichick is not only the coach, he's also the GM, so he has a way of is he. Yeah, and wow. he he can get he can get people to buy <laughs> I didn't it. Didn't know that he got Randy Moss there. Randy Moss conform. They all conform to what at the he's, end of Randy Moss for, but, Moss's but, career. He's yeah, known I'm for saying. getting these people at the end of their career or at the beginning of their career when they don't cost him a lot of money. Yeah, and I but I think AB is going to have to conform to the system. I think with Tom Brady, Tom Brady's leadership with Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick being the coach and the GM, he's going to ha- and Robert Kraft being the owner that he is. He's going to have to conform. That all those outbursts and all that, they will get rid of you in a heartbeat at, at New England. They have no qualms about getting rid of you. So I think he's going to either have to conform or he's what, always... What did they do over there that works so well? I, 
So that's why Bill, What's the secret? That's why Bill Belichick to me is the greatest coach of all time. And he's like my favorite coach. He's one a coach like I like always look at and be like, I wanna be I wanna coach like Belichick because he's not a rah rah coach. Yeah. He's straightforward, right in your face, to the point. He's Do not finna your yell at job. you. He's not finna be all Ugh. he's he's straight. You need to do this. You don't, you're going. We don't have time to play around with you not buying into the system. Yeah. And and I think if a lot of coaches got to that, teams would be better off. Antonio Brown's gonna have to come there and buy in. If he don't, he will be shipped out. And if he shipped out another team, he will have a stigma on him like no other to where teams will not touch. If he if he gets kicked out of New England, no team will touch him. No team will touch Antonio Brown. If you can't make it in two places, if you can't make it in Dallas or New England, no other team will touch you. Really? So you think no other team would have touched Zeke if he hadn't have made it work in Dallas? No. Really? No. No. There's no way. No team. I'm telling you. Everyone would have touched Zeke. Just, the Patriots would have went after Let's Zeke. talk about Zeke real quick. <laughs> but, the, but notice that Jerry Jones made that happen. I told you that Jerry Jones... That he would be available by week one. I knew they were going to pay pay this guy. Yeah. Uh, knew they were going to pay him. But they made it work because he is a talent. He's a major talent. But not too many teams going to deal with every year you're something wrong with you. Now, Jerry Jones doesn't care. Like, he yeah. cares, but he doesn't care. Other teams have to worry about um, sponsors and things like that. I mean, Dallas does too, but Dallas is their own brand. They're, they're America's team. They're always going to be Dallas no matter what. Other teams, let's say Cincinnati, they have to worry about their image, right? Yeah. They have to worry about Green. No, I don't say Green Bay. They they they're fine, but some of these teams just have to worry Green about. Green Bay is an interesting one. Yeah. So you have to worry about your image. Um, and Dallas is one of those teams where Jerry Jones is going to get who he wants. He's going to pay who he wants, and I don't care how bad you are. So. Yeah. Interesting. So, Patriots Super Bowl. Oh, yes. This is probably the best wide receiver they've ever, most talented wide receiver they've ever had. Just think they lose Gronk and then they pick up AB. Gronk was good. Gronk's no AB. <laughs> now they don't. They can use a tight end to go up to the seam and things like that, but they don't have to. They can get a tight end and just have a blocking tight end. They don't yeah. need. Now, now they have a deep threat, a serious deep threat. So, AB worked for a long time in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I mean, I know what happened, but what triggered him to, to go in the direction he went? Uh, it's kind of interesting. I think he was sick of not being the guy. Yeah. I mean, he was a part of a three-headed monster. Yeah, he had Le'Veon Bell with him. and But then Le'Veon left. It sh- then it should have been him. It should have been him. They got Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, and his issues with Big Ben, I mean... They were everywhere. The world saw that that wasn't working. So, yeah, he had to leave. He wasn't going to stay in Pittsburgh. That that just wasn't going to happen. He was having issues with Coach Tomlin. So, well, I think at the end there, it was more of like here. Here's my thought: Did A. B. want out of Pittsburgh, and he just did everything that he needed to do to get out? Yep, and the same thing. And then he got to Oakland, and he wanted out of Oakland, and he did everything he needed to do to get out. Because he couldn't get his way. But now he has run into a place where they're not trying to hear that. Last chance you, New England. Last chance for you to get in line. <laughs> because 
telling you, Coach Belichick, with him being like... I like New England's not afraid of anyone. With, with him being both, he has control over personnel. I wouldn't be surprised if New England went and signed Cap tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> Robert Kraft has been known to do some, some, some things. I mean, so, hey, it'll be nice. Brady goes down and... Speaking of Kaepernick, I thought, and I was excited because I thought, okay... Kaepernick's return video rolls out the same week Andrew Luck goes down. Maybe Indianapolis, I thought, was going to be Cap's return because they got a solid team. They just need a quarterback. And I was like really excited for a week or two thinking, okay, this is going to happen. This this just is too perfect. It didn't happen. doesn't look like it's going to happen. They're going to go um, with actually – quarterback trained by Tom Brady trained in parentheses by Tom Brady up in New England Jacoby now what do you think of that situation do you think that and this will lead into our next topic with Jay-Z or you can blend it whatever you want to do do you think Cap's going to have a job in the NFL ever again no um, and, and it's pretty sad that he's not for standing up for something he believes. I mean, people stand up for what they believe all the time, and they don't. Well, some a lot, some lose their jobs and and have some type of um, issue. But this one is the one where I think it should have lasted this long. I don't think it was worth. Not worth. I don't think he. It was necessary. He's still a phenomenal quarterback. His mm-hmm. talent is just the same. He went to the Super Bowl with the same talent. How is? Well, let me see. What's 32 times three? So each team, let's say each team got three quarterbacks. On the team. How, all these quarterbacks on these teams are better than Colin Kaepernick. Oh, there's, there's no, no way. No way. There's no way. There's no way you can say you're any team. Let me, let me put it out here. There's no team out there that has three quarterbacks that can say their third string is better than Colin Kaepernick. There's more. There's some out there right now that can say their second quarterback isn't better than Colin Kaepernick. The Bears? Let me let me go. What's their first string quarterback isn't better than Colin exactly. Kaepernick. There's a couple teams that can't say their first is better than Colin Kaepernick. So so I'm just gonna throw that out there. We can talk about Bears Packers last before yeah. we end today. But go so, ahead. So so what's the issue here with him not him not getting picked up by somebody? Now I hate to get political, but this does border political lines, right? Indiana is a is a is a red state, so. If the, if the president is against Donald is against Colin Kaepernick, probably most red states are against Colin Kaepernick, right? So those teams and those owners possibly might be against Colin Kaepernick. Now that's not one hundred percent true, but I could should he have with Indiana with luck going out? If I was in, if I was the owner of Indiana, absolutely, I would have picked him up in a heartbeat, even if he was our second string. But so what are the downsides to Cap? Let's talk realistically. If you're an owner, what are the downsides to bringing him in? What are the positives? So the downs- positive is he can play right away. I mean, he's proven that he can play on this level. Yeah, so the downside is is kind of twofold. Now, if we're talking about athletically, he had he's had some issues with with his downfield vision, right? Seeing the open receiver and. and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about major issues, but sometimes his decision making was questionable on yeah. who he threw the ball to. Now you can look at that and say that's a, that's the reason why we're like eh, um, and things like that. But the second thing is the outside 
issues that you'll get and, and people protesting against you guys taking Kyler Kaepernick because he's against the flag and and, not, and you have to worry to about be, that to be side fair, of it. Colin Kaepernick never said he was against the flag. Correct. And I think, but it took that turn and it shouldn't have took that turn. If but, you go back and look at the interviews he did after he, he uh, took a knee, um, some of those interviews, he this was not like a spur of the moment thing. Like I feel like a lot of people did afterwards, where they just kind of like, you know, what this is oh, trending. This is, this, you know, he. I mean, this. I was impressed with his interviews afterwards and, and, and his and, reasoning and the thought and the and everything that went behind it. That's what bothers me is that. But none of that gets blasted over the over the airwaves. People got to look at the full picture of it, though. He initially was sitting on a bench during yeah. the National Anthem. Then he sat and spoke with a military guy and told him how what was going on. Ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah, and, he, and that guy said, maybe you should take a knee, a knee instead That's of sitting. That's more respectful. So he's, he's doing what this military person felt like was fair. Now, to be fair, the military person did tell him... Don't do any of this. Correct. But, but if, if you gonna, have to do, if, you if you're to, gonna do something, do this. Correct. So he he's listening. So what I'm saying is that Colin Kaepernick was listening. He wasn't just, saying, but he, he was still saying that there's issues that we have to deal with with this country. Yeah. So I still need to do something, mm-hmm. right? So the they still said, okay, take a knee. So that's what he started doing. Now everybody else jumped the bandwagon because. For their own other reason, but it's not like he didn't care about how other people felt. But he also had a feeling that he had to deal with also. So he had a conviction that he had to do something with the platform that he'd been blessed with. Correct. So I I think people just saw it as during the national anthem that oh it's a bit he's disrespecting the flag, and it wasn't that. I mean I I thought when them chasing standing in the locker room on the flag I thought that was actually worse in my opinion at least he's out there I think standing in the, in the locker room is if you want to talk about worse I I get why they want to do it that way but it, it's more like you're not respect you're not coming at all for it right I just feel like it took a turn that didn't have to turn and he's not going to get a job because he stood up for it believe now we saw it happen in the Olympics when the guys put up their fist those guys got ridiculed for putting up their fists on the podium. Like when people stand up and do things like that, there's consequences and he has to be either okay with those consequences or not. And that's how we make our decision whether we do something. So I think Cap is comfortable. He wants to play, but I think he's comfortable not playing if that means his point gets across. So he's got a sweet deal with Nike too out of it. Not, Not that anyone would have, Going into it, it's not like, oh, I'm going to get the sweet deal with Nike. This is why I'm doing this for the money. Like, There's man. no way he could have seen that coming. So this, yeah. this was totally because of what he believed. And, you know, I don't I don't know that I agree with anyone 100%. Yeah. But. That's, that, that's called being human. That's called life, right? But we're at least supposed to listen. Yeah. Yeah, and so, have an open mind. Yeah, and that's that's where the headache is coming. That's where the issues are, and and NFL is all about the dollars. So if they know people yeah. are going to be against them, spend sign it's like I'm not gonna sign somebody's gonna mess with my dollar. I mean, that's capitalism. That's life. That's you know, <laughs> that's the way our nation is. Yeah, it's sad, but I I say after this first week, 
I, I guarantee you some teams need to be looking and giving them at least some type of workout or something. It's going to be some teams. The, the Bears. Leave my Bears alone, man. The Bears. Mitch going to be all right. He's you think people right. would not show up to a Bears game in the city of Chicago because the Bears went out and signed oh, Colin Kaepernick? It would be a packed stadium every week. I guarantee it. Every week. That jersey would be a number one seller. Easily. Easily. <laughs> I mean, for the right reasons or for easy. the wrong reasons, it, it when you're talking about money, I don't think it matters. I think I think it, some people are waiting for it, or artists are waiting to see for the the talk to die down, which has died down tremendously. I mean, since the Jay Z issue, you haven't heard much about it at all. Well, it sparked it sparked the conversation yeah. again, but I think the thing I'm kind of interested in is what are we gonna like? Okay, cap stood up and said his piece and he's not done saying it and there's other people that agree and are not done saying it okay what have we done now we can go to the jay-z topic because that's a perfect leeway we've done nothing and now we have this issue i mean cat personally like has put a ton of money towards towards this issue towards dealing with it and and with through his organization and i don't know the details of what that looks like, but I know that he's put a ton of money where his mouth is. Yeah. Um, and like, and it, I don't know that I've heard or seen too many. Now, this may also be the news. Like, we only hear bad news. We don't hear good news. I mean, all you have to do is just look at the city of Chicago. There's a lot of great things going on, but you don't hear it all the time. You only hear when somebody gets shot. Yeah. So... I could just be not hearing it, but it doesn't seem like other than Cap putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah, so me, for me personally, I'm going to just go back to the flag issue real quick, is that I never put my hand across my heart during the National Anthem. I always stand at parade rest. I was in ROTC. I stand at parade rest, and I and I and and that's how I do National um, Anthem. I was doing this for the longest time, prior to Colin Kaepernick, back when I was playing in high school. I was doing yeah. this. And it, and it was a personal thing, but then I, I, I got to a point now where I'm like, I do that, and that's my type of um, type of my protest to certain things that are going on, even with Native, Native Americans. I, I, I was doing that, and then I tell myself, like, what what's becoming of it, right? What am I, what actions am I really doing to help deal with African American issues, Native American issues, the things that are plaguing our Minority country, issues, yeah, our, yeah. our countries. Our country, and, um, and that's where it comes to. We're not doing anything, kind of like, like you said. Kind of Kaepernick put the money behind, and now we have Jay Z who signed on with the NFL to be the um, to help them with music and things like that for Super Bowl acts and be a part of their social justice uh, initiative. And there's so much controversy uh, behind it because. Oh yeah, people were not afraid to come after Jay Z. <laughs> and, and and this what's crazy about that to me is that nobody have has yet to give it a chance to happen to see what would come of it. Now a lot of the backlash is because Jay Z was boycotting the NFL and nobody do nothing in the NFL. They're not listening to us and blah blah. blah. Then now all of a sudden there's something happened. He that, will never play a NFL halftime show. Exactly, but now I it's wonder who's going to be playing it this year though. Yeah. There's something that benefits his company, Rock Nation, and now he's all gung ho about it. And everybody's How much does it benefit his company, though? 
I mean, they're going to be in charge of it, so they're going to get money. They're going to be in charge of the halftime shows and all that stuff. So they're going to it's going to just think about how much money the Super Bowl makes. And if you're in charge well, of halftime, I'm, I'm sure they're going to make money off of it. I'm just saying the NFL is a pretty stingy of yeah. all the major sports. They're the stingiest when it comes to money. I mean, these players get paid. I mean, this is another topic for probably next week, but the way these players get paid compared to NBA, MLB is terrible. The way that the coaches get paid, not great. The way the owners get paid and how the NFL has the rights to everything is ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's actually, legally, it's not a sport. It's the NFL is entertainment. Yeah, correct. Which may lets them do whatever they want to do. And, and, and that's that's true. So they might technically not... they could rig games just for entertainment purposes. There's no nothing legally wrong with that because there's not a they're not a professional sport legally. Yeah, but as far as the benefit for Jay Z them being stingy, there's still financial benefit. They're still yeah. But I'm just something... saying, how well, much is it really to him? I think it might be more significant than you might know. Because let's think about how large the NFL is. If you even got a percentage of that significant all right it's, it's, i think he wants i think what's more important to him is to have a seat at the table though seat at the table and also i don't i think everybody negating the social injustice initiative i think that's more of his purpose right yeah i think not people are not understanding that that's part of the package it's not just he's just going to be doing halftime shows and part yeah. of the music he's actually there's going to be a social justice initiative that he's in charge of in charge of right and then also they were mentioning he might be an owner of a, of a team. There's not Roger any... Goodell told him he would be an owner of a team. Just think about that. There's I no what team or when this will happen. There's no <laughs> African American owners in the NFL. So Correct. just think how major that is. I think people are not seeing the bigger picture here. Um, to where he's like that social justice initiative is important. Now we need to see what he's going to do with that yeah. before we start pulling our hair out. It could be he be, could do something major. He could the NFL could be funding to help the the relationship between police officers and communities. They could be doing all kinds of stuff. But we're so focused on oh he's just doing it because of the money he's gonna make. We're not seeing. Well, let's just wait else. and see. Yeah, let's, just let's judge down. after we slow down. <laughs> let things happen, and then if he doesn't do what we don't like, then we can say you know what you did this all for money. It's all yeah. for money. We can hold him accountable. Yeah, we can what boycott his music. We can do. We can. We can. We can't hold him accountable for what he hasn't done or had the opportunity done to do. Yet. Nothing's been done at all. So, but who? So uh, quick. But back to my other question: Who else has done anything? Nobody, and that's the problem. Is that everybody wants to complain, but nobody's making moves. That's why I said about myself personally. Even talking about me, I parade rest. I stand there, but I've done. What have I done in the community? Now, I help out with some of the young men and stuff like that, but. Well, from my perspective, it looks like you're doing a lot. But. Yeah, but but I just talked to myself. Can I do more? Yeah. And everybody that's complaining, what have you done mm-hmm. to help this situation? If you haven't done anything, it's best that you not say anything. Yeah. It's best that you just keep your mouth quiet. But it's America. Everyone wants to say something. Nobody wants to do anything. Yeah. So I I want to see what Jay Z does. I want to. I'm wait. excited about it. And I want to see. I am too. I think. I liked it. I think I the social justice part is going to be big, and and the whole thing. Another thing was that people were complaining about him, like Colin Kaepernick, not being oh, a part of 
if if you really were about social justice, you would hire Colin. Well, he's not an owner yet, so he hasn't had the opportunity to. You would have made sure Colin Kaepernick got a job. He can't do that. Like, let's be real. He can't do that. Well, and is that, is Colin Kaepernick's job the goal? Exactly. And then people were saying that he didn't, he didn't uh, talk to Colin Kaepernick about it. Why, why, why does he have to talk to Colin Kaepernick about it? Like, I'm confused here. It's like, Colin Kaepernick's issue. He has... This, and it's not his issue. <laughs> like, he doesn't have to consult with Colin Kaepernick. He doesn't have to. He's doing something. He feels like this is his way of making a change. I don't have to consult anybody about the way I feel. Just like Colin Kaepernick didn't have to consult anybody about he, him taking a stand. You don't have to. Yeah. You, it, would it be nice if Colin Kaepernick was involved? Sure. It'd be nice if he was involved in the whole process. Guess what? He wasn't. That doesn't mean Jay Z's a bad person for taking the deal. Yeah. Come on, people. It's not like Colin Kaepernick was written in the deal. Jay Z, you must never speak to Colin yeah. Kaepernick <laughs> or associate or wear a jersey or anything. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Colin Kaepernick is going to be involved. I guarantee you he will be involved in some of the social justice initiatives with the NFL. I guarantee it. If Jay Z is a part of running this. Guarantee you, Colin Kaepernick will have a part of the social injustice side of it. Now, whether he gets a job, that's a different story. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about the social injustice side of NFL being proactive in that. I agree. I'm I'm excited for what Jay Z has the opportunity to do. Um, if we don't tie his hands, and I say we, I mean the the people. We can't we can't complain and tie his hands from doing what he needs to do. Yeah, but. Hopefully there's some change, some real, real change that that happens throughout the NFL. Um, do you have an idea of what Jay-Z wants to do? Or N- none's come out. An ideal situation, what you think Jay-Z should do? Community relations. I think community, community relations is the key to stopping a lot of stuff. Especially when we're talking about it's between police officers and, and the, the community. Yeah. Putting our, a footprint and starting in the major cities. The Los Angeles, the Chicago's, the Baltimore's, the the Houston's. Starting major cities. Building relations between the communities and and um, the police officers. However that is. I, I don't know what programs you can install to have that. But creating that so... Community will feel safe about police officers. Police officers will feel safe about communities, right? Yeah. So it's a two-sided thing. It ain't just the police officers also need to feel safe. Like we we got to yeah. see that side of it too. We just can't be blind to what's happening. Even though we got to we got to pay attention to injustice, but we gotta we can't be having our communities cursing police officers out throwing rocks at them, shooting at them, things like that. It caused that tension, right? So breaking that tension. And, and building those relationships in each of these communities, then we can work our way down from there to smaller cities. But start with the major cities, build community relations. Yeah. See where we go. Because the problem we need to go after is the sin in each each of our hearts. Correct. Not necessarily each other. Yeah, absolutely. We're fighting the wrong... Wrong battle. The wrong fight. All right. Are you ready to move on to the last what happened Thursday night? About the Bears? The first game of the 100th season of the NFL. And we got taken all the way back to like 
the first Bears pack. I pro- that probably was the score of the first Bears Packers yeah. game. No, defensively is a great game. I yeah, mean, both defenses play well, but yeah, Green Bay's Packers defense was so well. Okay, let me take that back. Yeah, they, they weren't as good as the Bears. They, so good. They looked good <laughs> against the Bears, but they weren't great. But they they looked good against the Bears. The Bears defense is obviously better, but the Green Bay had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So we had Mr. Bisky. That um, that's the difference. Like if you if you take strip air. If you look at everything, it's comparable until you get to the quarterback. Yeah. Everything else is comparable. Our quarterback has before. It's pretty simple. Well, we need, you know what we need? Jay Cutler back. No. (laughs) Don't say that. Yeah. I didn't like Jay at all. I think he's got a reality TV show. I know. I saw that. He's too into. (laughs) Jay. We need Devin Hester. If we had Devin Hester, he would have scored a touchdown. We would have won the game. He's retired. He's not coming anywhere. Well, his son is is growing up. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think the difference between this year's Bears and the Bears that went to the Super Bowl was when they needed a big play, they had a guy. They had a three-headed monster. They had a guy. And when we need a big play, we got a phenomenal defense – but we don't have a guy that can go make plays. Nope. Nope. Tariq Cohen, disappointing. Seems like everyone seems like they figured him out. Oh, no, say that. Everyone's Kyle. blaming Nagy for the play calls and this and that, and um, it wasn't that different than how he called the game last year. I mean, they just put a new running back in. They got rid of Howard and brought in, you know. Basically the same style of running back, um, at least from what I saw on Thursday night. Yeah. And they used him the same way. I, it just, to me, it was like, um, came down to the quarterback play. I thought the quarterback play was terrible. Like, so bad. Like, they try. I think Trubisky tried to run the ball more than he tried to throw the ball past 20 yards downfield. They The Bears yeah. have no deep threat. Nope. No one has stretched the field. Not one. And if you look at the offense that Nagy's trying to replicate, Kansas City, right, they got a deep threat. They actually got two now because they got Sammy uh, Watkins. So they got two guys they can go deep and a tight end who's ridiculous in Kansas City. Yeah. Because he can go deep. First ballot. He can go deep against some of the fastest DBs, and he can do everything else the tight end needs to do. First ballot Hall of Famer. But if the Bears had someone who could stretch the field deep, all these underneath throws and screens and everything else the Bears were trying to do would work. Yeah, or now Mitch can run the ball, or if they had a quarterback that was mobile. Colin Kaepernick. Hey, so I was. If you want to try to run the ball like that, don't can, don't get Mitch the ball. Because way the way Mitch plays, the linebackers can linebackers can drop him and, and play play deep if they want, or not deep, but drop dropping the pass zones and play. Mitch can run, but he's not gonna be a every every. He's not a threat to run, right? Yeah. Um, well, he's not bad. He's not. That's what I'm saying. He's not bad, but he he's not. 
He's not a Michael Vick where like no, you, no, your no, linebackers, no. you have to spy He's Michael not Vick. Colin Kaepernick. Like, he's right? not Michael Vick. He's so, not RG3. For, he's for, not Lamar Jackson. Without a deep threat, line, if, if the Bears can force a defense to have to spy their quarterback, I think that's a benefit. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a deep threat and you got to figure out how to win a football game, your quarterback's probably going to have to run the ball. Yep. I agree. Or go find somebody that's going to run deep. But the NFL is moving in the direction that college has been for the past 10 years. In what way? I mean, let's just say Tim Tebow possibly broke in and made that style of quarterback oh, play yeah. Yeah. popular and what the hot thing everyone was going for. I like, I like Tim Tebow. So what was that, 2007, 2006? So 2017, 2018 here, we're starting to see the NFL kind of move into a little bit more college style. Yeah. A little bit more dual threat quarterback, which I think is exciting. But I think the Bears screwed themselves over this season a couple years ago when they traded up in the draft to pick Mitchell Trubisky from... Let's not bring up old stuff. Where is he even from? Duke? He North was Carolina? from North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. One of those basketball schools. He did nothing in North Carolina. Anyway, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback or that he shouldn't be in the NFL. I'm just saying you don't trade up to get that guy when you have Deshaun Watson. Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes Somebody that else you pass up to, on. Uh, was three in there that was actually pretty yeah, I mean, but that, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, maybe wasn't proven. Yeah, Deshaun Watson was, was proven. proven, proven, way more than Mitchell Trubisky. He won a national championship, right? So he's a dog. Yeah, so I, I didn't get it. Like that, that draft. Nick Saban, blew me. Nick Saban, maybe one of the best college coaches of all time, had multiple chances. Yeah, was it two or three? Two or three uh, national championship games that they played in? Uh, they played in three. Three? So he had, he had and, and Clemson won two, right? So I think they played, Clemson won two of the of the series. I think they played in more than that. I think they. Okay, so Deshaun Watson lost one, then came he back lost and won one. one. So he had, and in both of those, they came down to the wire. Some yeah. of the best games ever played in in college football right Nick Saban had two weeks to prefer for Deshaun Watson twice and he couldn't figure out how to stop him nope the kid is a special player Nick Saban needed half a week to figure out how to stop half a game to figure out how to how to stop uh Lamar Jackson Kobe right now Deshaun Watson will win the Super Bowl if he was the Bears quarterback he'd win it last (laughs) year and this year I was so frustrated when that draft happened because I thought the Bears were going to get Deshaun Watson. I thought that's why they traded up, even though they didn't need to. Me too. I was I like, for, I was for okay, sure we're finally going to have a quarterback. For sure. We're going to have a guy who's a proven winner. And, yeah, I don't care what all these people say. His game won't translate. He, They took away his legs in the national championship game, and he still beat them. And all those DBs are playing in the NFL now from Alabama. So... Yep. He's proven he can throw on them. I mean, oh, well, the Bears are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Although I will say, we can go back on record here because I'm pretty sure I said the Packers were getting a win 
Yeah, you did. NFC North. You said you said that Denver's gonna win this first game. I thought. No, you said no. No, I said the Bears were gonna win. I thought the Bears were gonna win at home, and the Packers were gonna win at Lambeau later in the year. But I thought the Packers were gonna win the division. Yeah, I'm still sticking with my Bears. I'm always gonna stick with the Bears. I want the Bears win. We'll we'll see if I stick with them. We'll see. Let's see how they play Minnesota. Packers are gonna win. I, pack, I just don't think that defense was good. I think we just had a bad quarterback. I don't think the Packers' defense was great. Well, they I'm were sorry good. to say our quarterback's not changing by the time we go see him Hopefully in Lambeau. His mindset and... changes, right? His thought process changes. Nagy's got a lot of work to do. Yep. That's for sure. But overall, you thought that that was a defense that could take us to the Super Bowl. I still do. Even with no offense and no Devin Hester. We'll see. <laughs> We will see. I mean, it, to Mitch's defense, they have no deep threat. So that makes your quarterback play very difficult. I think I think he threw a total of like three passes past 20 yards in the game, and only one of them was completed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, also, I I hate to admit this, but I think there's some other people listening that probably this happened to as well. I fell asleep <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Put me to sleep that game. It's terrible. All right. Well, any final comments before we wrap it up? Keep watching. It's going to get more exciting. It just started. We're on a few weeks in. Let's, let's go. Yeah. We're excited. Um, excited to be back with you soon from uh, the windy city of Chicago. Uh, This is Sticky Fingers signing off. Uh, Sam Cody and Kevin Davis. See you next time. Sticky Fingers!